Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to this morning's live stream service. For those of you who are used to Gary's tech antics, I'm afraid this morning you've got me and we're going back to old school. So I'm afraid there won't be any clever tricks this morning. Uh, we've given Gary the weekend off because it's the first one he's, he's had off, I think, for quite a long time. So we do bless you, Gary, if you're listening in. Um, for everything that you're doing in, in particularly in the tech and communications department it's uh, it's really has enabled our live stream service and uh, other aspects of our ministry to flourish so thank you again anyway thank you to everybody who's joined us and whether you're a regular or you're trying us out for the first time or somewhere in between we're delighted to welcome you into worshiping with us this morning We'd love to have some interaction with you during the service, so please do pop an introduction to yourself in the comments field on Facebook if you would like to do so. And it's also our tradition to encourage your participation by posing a question at the start of the service for you to ponder and to respond to again via the comments field, but no pressure to do so. Now, it was very tempting with the recent news to ask you questions to take you back to your GCSE or GCE days. But I thought that would be unkind and, and rather frightening. But nevertheless, of course, we, uh, we are rejoicing with families whose young people have done really well. But we're also lamenting with those who didn't quite get the results that they wish for. You're very much on our minds and in our prayers, whichever of those categories your young people uh, fit in. So I, I won't go there, but I will go with uh, something that's been on my mind. I, I don't know about you, but I am so bored with sandwiches or toast. It's just so tempting, isn't it? Particularly in these days of doing a lot of working from home, just to pop down and make a quick sandwich or pop in a couple of slices of toast. I seem to have been living off peanut butter for the last year and a half which may account for my figure so in order to get some inspiration from you lot my question today is what are your favorite sandwich fillings or things that you'd like to top your toast with what are your favorite sandwich fillings or things to top your toast with I'm also happy to hear what sandwiches disgust you most if you want to go down that track that would be interesting to see right i'll look forward i'll try and pick out a few comments as we go provided i remember well today is the 11th sunday in trinity but is also the festival of the blessed virgin mary and we're going to here a reading about her life and role later in the service, read by Jane. Um, a very, very familiar passage where we hear the angel Gabriel announcing to Mary what her role is going to be in bearing Jesus, and then move on to also to what's called the Magnificat, which is Mary's song of praise. And uh, Neil Osborne will be sharing some thoughts from that passage with us this morning in our sermon later on in the service but before we begin our worship this morning let's invite Jesus to come through his Holy Spirit to inspire us as we worship him and study his word let us pray faithful one whose word is life 
come with saving power to free our praise, inspire our prayer and shape our lives for the kingdom of your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now, normally at this point, um, we I hand over to Ethan to do our notices in his inimitable way. But I'm afraid this morning you've just got me. If you want to know more details, please have a look on our website um, or if you're on our mailing list, you should have been emailed our Outlook update uh, on Friday from our office. But just to go through a few of the highlights, um, there may be things that I, I miss out or I'm unaware of, so please do have a look again on the website and or sign up for your uh, Outlook email if you haven't done already. For those of you who are fans of our evening service called Deeper, um, Deeper will not be meeting again until the 5th of September, but they will be having a get-together with food, that's the enticement for you, a get-together with food in the church extension on Sunday the 22nd of August from 6 to 8.30pm. That's Sunday the 22nd of August, that's next Sunday, from 6 to 8.30 p.m. And that's to discuss planning and the way forward for that deeper service. In terms of our current in-person services, exciting news, it says here, you no longer need to book to attend the 9.30 a.m. in-person service. So we have removed now the requirement to book. At the moment, we are still asking you to remain masked throughout the service to protect uh, the more vulnerable among us who like to join us for those morning services. So there will be a communion service next Sunday on the 22nd. On the 5th, of 5th and 19th of September, there will be morning prayer services and back to a communion service on Sunday the 3rd of October. So do bear with us as we are currently also planning to uh, see whether we can restart a mid-morning uh, informal family service. But I need to say up front that this relies heavily on us being able to resource it. It's quite easy to plan it in, but then we have to resource it. So if you feel led, uh, particularly following the results of our recent survey, which said uh, a lot of people were keen to restart that service, uh, please be prayerfully considering how you can contribute. Uh, we need help in every area. Um, including leading the service, welcoming, tea and coffee, etc, etc, musicians, everything. So if you have a gift that you can bring to bear to help us to be able to resource that service, we'd love to hear from you. Have, please contact me or our wardens, Bob and Matt, or just drop a note into the office. We'd love to hear from you as we plan to restart a mid-morning service as soon as we're able to staff it. Um, we are also starting up some youth and families work at the moment with a team of uh, volunteers led by Andy Coleman. As uh, many of you will know, we are still recruiting for a youth families and children's minister. And we'll update you when we have more news on that. But meanwhile, Andy and the team are planning some youth and children's events for the autumn term. So please look out for those. Teddy's is making a comeback, the mums and, well, mum, parents and toddlers group, I should call it. 
that's for zero to five year olds. And the plan at the moment is that that will restart on Thursday, the 16th of September at 9.30 a.m. If you're happy to be involved with that and help, please contact Caroline in the church office. Quite a few barbecues coming up uh, or picnics. Um, I'll try and do them in, in order. So there is a St. Tom's Summer Barbecue. That's on the 21st of August. That's next Saturday in New Century Park in Fair Oak from 12 noon till 3 p.m. That's Saturday 21st, 12 noon to 3 p.m. Um, the event is sponsored by With Love and Banda Brothers and Flow, a mobile cafe will be making a guest appearance. So if you haven't tried that already, please do. I'm looking forward to trying it in person. My wife bought a cake for me and brought it back the other day and it was absolutely delicious. So hopefully I'll be able to enjoy plenty more of those. So 21st of August, 12 noon to 3 p.m. summer barbecue. Um, then on the 27th of August, that's Friday next week, um, there is the Band of Brothers barbecue for you chaps. Um, and that's from 7 to 10 p.m. on the St. Thomas Church campus. So that's 27th of August, 7 to 10 p.m. Band of Brothers barbecue. And there is also a youth picnic on the 29th of August at 12 noon again on the church grounds. So that's youth picnic 29th of August. Please do have a look at Outlook for these and you do need to book, please. Band of Brothers are also hosting a weekend away and would be very keen to hear from you if you would like to join them. And that's from the 24th to the 26th of September. Plenty also going with Band of Brothers breakfast starting uh, every second Saturday morning. But I don't know exactly which date they're starting on, but they are planned to be every second Saturday morning. So please have a word with B.O.B. if you want to know more about that. And they win the award for the first group to mention Christmas. Because one of the things they're going to be talking about over breakfast is planning for their programme up to Christmas. So well done, guys, for mentioning Christmas before everybody else. I think that's it. I apologise if I've missed anything vital. Um, please please fee, feel free to put it in the comments. Right, let's have a look. Whoa. Ruth Harding says, cheese on toast for Bernard with Marmite. Yes, I like that. Cheese salad for me. It's oh, a little bit boring, Ruth, isn't it? I like... Chicken liver pate. That's Julie Winyard. That's good. I'm with you there. Leslie says sandwiches tuna mostly, but we like ham picnics at the seaside. Bruce likes pate and coleslaw. Ooh, Julie Winyard's going posh. Oh no, she's responding to someone who's posh, who has avocado. Oh, it's Helen. Mashed avocado and a fried egg on toast. Well, that's sort of semi-posh, isn't it? Yeah, well done. Keep them coming because uh, I really do need some good ideas. Peanut butter with Marmite, Pam said. Yes, well, that is one of my favourites. And that's really what I have been living on almost for, as I say, for a year. Poached eggs with Marmite on toast. Never tried that. But let's see where we go. So now we're going to uh, move on to our worshipping song. Uh, with the hymn 
when I survey the wondrous cross.
Well, thank you, Julian Rhiannon, for bringing us into God's presence with such a lovely hymn. One thing I forgot to mention and notice, of course, is the live stream services, which we're on now, will continue to be there at 10 o'clock in the morning every Sunday. So please don't, don't panic if you thought we were not doing them any longer. But apologies for focusing only on the in-person services. Oh, I see a few more exciting looking sandwiches coming up. Oh, Deirdre says, hard-boiled egg and tomato chopped small with mayonnaise and a pinch of salt. That sounds really good. We, we quite often have hard-boiled egg chopped up with mayonnaise, but not with the tomato chopped in. Mm, might give that a go. Thank you, Deirdre, for that. So we're going to pray now with the collect or the special prayer for today, Trinity 11 or the Festival of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who stooped to raise fallen humanity through the childbearing of the Blessed Mary, grant that we who have seen your glory revealed in our human nature and your love made perfect in our weakness may be daily renewed in your image and conform to the pattern of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit one God, now and forever. Amen. And friends, it's good as we come into worship just to spend some time bringing before God those things from the past week or so that we may have done that we're not, not proud of and may have grieved God or others. Or perhaps those things that we should have done, we promised to do, but didn't. The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart God will not despise. So let us come now to the Lord who is full of compassion and acknowledge our transgressions and sins in penitence and faith. We keep silence for a moment. We confess together. Heavenly Father, you have created a universe of light. Forgive us when we return to darkness. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the light of the world. Cleanse and heal our blinded sight. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Holy Spirit, you give us light in our hearts. Renew us in faith and love. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. We say together, in your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be. That we do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Now may the God of love bring us back to himself, forgive us our sins and assure us of his eternal love. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Uh, we're going to sing again now some back-to-back -back worship songs. So get your singing heads back on. Kicking off with King of Kings Majesty.
Well, thank you for leading our sung worship. And, and oh, some more sandwiches have appeared. Oh, Danny's got a few here. He recommends BLT for sandwiches with brown bread. Always good. He confesses to also being a Marmite lover, as am I. Good for toast toppings. Welsh rarebit with Worcester sauce and vintage cheddar with pate is also very good. Oh, I'm with you there, Danny. And Starbucks do a great cheese and Marmite with mayo bun. Great with a nice mocha. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Danny, for those recommendations. Um, and now we're going to hear today's reading, read by Jane, for, uh, after which Neil will bring us today's sermon. And the reading today is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38 and 46 to 55. Over to you, Jane. This morning's reading is taken from Luke chapter 1 verses 26 to 38 and verses 46 to 55. In the sixth month God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. And Mary said, My soul praises the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel 
remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, I'm sorry, my picture seems to have gone small, but I won't mess about on it now or I might break it. Uh, we're going now over to Neil for our sermon. And uh, please do, as is our custom, please feel free to make any comments or just amens as uh, Neil shares his thoughts on our word this morning with us. And then we'll have a little short time of reflection after the sermon just to gather up some of the comments and thoughts. So over to Neil. Good morning. The lectionary reading for today is the Magnificat or Mary's Song in Luke chapter 1 verses 46 to 55. Uh, read by Jane. Thank you Jane for doing that. Mary and Joseph's culture would have expected them to feel shame at her pregnancy before marriage. Instead of that she rejoiced in what God was doing through her and yet there is no hint whatever of her being rebellious or reveling in breaking social norms. In fact quite the opposite. Throughout this passage, she reveals a deep inner life. So who is this intriguing young woman? And what does she teach us? We don't tend to focus on her very much in the Protestant churches, except maybe at Christmas. And perhaps that is because of what we see as a wrongful focus on her in Roman Catholicism. But she must have been a remarkable young woman to have been chosen by God to carry Jesus. A brief snapshot of her life shows her as a simple young woman living in a backwater in northern Israel. She was visited by Gabriel, one of the most senior angels of God. Given the most wonderful, encouraging message from God about what he thought of her, told her she would give birth to the Son of God as a virgin. She did that. She saw him grow. She lost him as a, as a boy for three days. I can only imagine her saying, Joseph, how can we have lost the Son of God? She lived with him for almost 30 years, saw his ministry thought him mad at one point, saw his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, his trial, his crucifixion and his resurrection. What must she have thought and felt through all that? A remarkable woman and one of many depicted in the Bible. But first, let's back up a little. The events around Jesus's conception and birth are covered in two of the Gospels. Matthew covers it mostly from Joseph's perspective and emphasises him being descended from King David, which meant that after he accepted Jesus and became his earthly father, that Jesus could also fulfil the messianic prophecy that he would be of David's line. Luke, on the other hand, records the events more from Mary's perspective. We know her relatives, Zachariah and Elizabeth, 
were both of the priestly Levite tribe. And although we don't know for certain, it seems likely that Mary was likewise of Levite descent. It is possible, although pure conjecture on my part, that Mary, that Elizabeth was Mary's closest living relative, a female relative. After all, after learning of Elizabeth's pregnancy from Gabriel, the first thing she did was make the three or four day journey from Nazareth to Judea to see her. And she stayed there for three months. Surprising for a young woman in the early stages of her first pregnancy, if there were other close female relatives available. It would make sense that Mary was a Levite, as this would clearly show that Jesus was both king through Joseph's adoption of him and a priest through Mary's line, both a ruler and minister between God and humanity. The first thing Gabriel says to Mary is, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Highly favoured? From a worldly perspective, she looked anything but highly favoured. We know she came from Nazareth in Galilee. This suggests she comes from humble farming stock, as that is what defined the area. Galilee was not a respected region. It was neither prosperous or prestigious in any human way. So why did God choose her? Firstly, it was important that she was known to be a virgin, that although Jesus is fully divine, he was also fully human, implanted by God, but grown by Mary. The virgin birth destroys the argument that he was a human who somehow was transformed into the Son of God. In ancient culture, virginity was an honoured state, a badge of self-control and moral faithfulness. This was true for men and women. Mary would have known that everyone would assume how her baby was conceived and her explanation would have seemed laughable. But she clearly was a virgin, as we know from verse 34, when after being told she would conceive a royal child and son of the Most High, she says, how will this be since I am a virgin? But she embraces her calling, saying, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. She cared less about her own reputation and more about serving God and being involved in his plans. Secondly, her character and spiritual maturity are impressive. When Mary visits, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and shouted, Blessed are you among women! And blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will would fulfil his promises to her. 
What a lovely encouragement for Mary. But it speaks of something else too. Spiritual greatness is not a matter of social class, education, wealth or status. It's a function of the heart. When God leads, we must follow Mary's example and say, may it be according to your will. Of course, after Gabriel's visit and Elizabeth's prophecy, she could have, she could have little doubt about what's, what God's plan was. Whereas we sometimes struggle to be sure of what God is calling us to do. But when we do know, the response God is looking for is, may it be according to your will. We can take from this passage that God will fulfil his promises, however extraordinary, because nothing is impossible for him. What is also clear is that God will take us way beyond our personal limitations, imagined or real, in pursuing his plan. And the result in Mary of this encouragement and faith in God's plan is rejoicing and bursting into song. She is a natural worshipper. In an age where we expect so much as a matter of personal or human rights, that we develop an attitude that much is owed to us. Serving others isn't high on our list. But Mary understands the honour given to her to have God so actively involved in her life. That sense of privilege, lacking any hint of merit, spills over into a waterfall of praise and gratitude in God, she finds joy. She starts her song with rejoicing that God has been faith, uh, mindful of her, a humble servant. She realises all following generations will see her as blessed by God and she's grateful. She then goes on to praise God's general character and works. His mercy extends to those who fear him opening the door to Gentiles. God does mighty deeds and scatters the secretly proud. He levels the rich and poor, the hungry and the well-fed. Finally, he has remembered his people, Israel, and this after a long time of seeming silence since the return from exile. The verb tenses used in this song are strongly suggestive that the promises are so certain that they are expressed vividly as already in place. So in Mary, we have a blueprint for being used by God in fulfilling his plans. Mary brought nothing on a CV that would impress today. She was a young single woman from a poor farming region with no wealth, standing or credentials. What she did bring was a faith in God and her willingness to serve and in a way that would forever change her life.
and she was up for that. Her enthusiastic and positive response to what God wanted her to do, however impossible it might seem, and in a cause that would change her life forever, is why she is honoured by God and called blessed by all subsequent generations. So let's use Mary's example as inspiration to say yes to God and let him do great things in our lives. Amen. Well, thank you, Neil, for that deep dive into what is a very familiar passage, but it never ceases to amaze me how much we can extract from even well, very well-known scriptures. There's so much to pull out there. Just a couple of comments from people. Let me try and pick up. Uh, Julie Winyard says she was a very brave girl and with amazing trust in God. I think we can say amen to that, uh, Julie. And Matt uh, Nicholson says, what a wonderful role model and inspirational woman. Yes, indeed. Um, a couple of points I pulled out. Spiritual greatness is, is not uh, a measure of one's status, wealth or ability, but an attribute of the heart. Yes, how true that is. And God, as always, and continues to use the most unlikely people, despite their and our limitations. And the point that uh, for Mary, if she was producing a CV today, there wouldn't be anything on there that would impress anybody in this day and age. Can we echo with her saying, may it be to me according to your will, having that absolute faith and trust and willingness to serve God, even though it could be life-changing. And not always in an easy way. Mary obviously did not have an easy life. Um, she went through terrible anguish uh, uh, around the cross and um, all the trials and tribulations of bringing up a son in, under difficult circumstances in Jesus' early years. So not an easy life by any means but that reminds me of uh, well the old the old joke or saying that uh, the ark was built by amateurs the titanic was built by professionals so god can use us despite us thinking that we have no gifts that uh, he can use and that's because god gives us as he re he requires uh, service so thank you once again, uh, Neil, for that. And now we're going to move into a time of prayer, which I will lead. Um, as usual, if you wish to, please pop, pop any prayers that you would like to make in the comments. But please obviously don't reveal anything that is confidential or personal. So let us pray. So as we gather conscious of our need of wisdom, let us pray to our wise and loving God. Father, in all the decision-making problems and challenges of our church, both locally and nationally and globally, we ask your counsel and encouragement in all our worship and outreach. Lead us, Heavenly Father, through your Spirit in all that we seek to do in ministering to people in your name. We pray for those who lead us. For Bishop Tim, whose pending uh, retirement is coming up very quickly in September, we pray for him 
and Sally and the family as the Bishop Tim and Sally plan to relocate to Plymouth. We pray for Bishop David on his return to ministry and for Bishop Debbie as she continues to step up as acting diocesan bishop. Give her renewed strength and wisdom for a role uh, that she probably didn't anticipate taking on. We thank you for their service in our diocese and the wider church. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, in all the clashes of needs and wants, the half-forgotten hurts that drive aggression, the half-remembered grievances barbed with revenge, in all the world's raging and protesting, bring your spirit of peace and reconciliation. We pray once again for the war-torn land of Afghanistan. Lord, our hearts are saddened as the Taliban seem to be just walking in and taking over again. And we pray that you will stay those evildoers who would seek to overthrow legitimate governments. And we pray for wisdom for the government of Afghanistan, but also our Western governments as they seek to work out how to respond to that awful situation. Lord, we pray too for those who are suffering from natural disasters. We think of Turkey, who have contrasting issues at the moment with floods in one area and uh, wildfires in another. We pray that the emergency services will not be overwhelmed um, in those two areas. We also pray for those involved in the recent earthquake in Haiti. Uh, again, we pray for the International Rescue Services who are on their way once again to that earthquake-ridden island. And we pray for the people there, the families that have lost loved ones or their homes. Bring restoration and peace to them, we pray. And nearer to home, we pray for the families and all those affected by the shooting in Plymouth. Uh, we pray for the, particularly for the families of the five people who lost their lives, but also for the families of the gunman who took his own life. Lord, we can't understand why these things happen, but we pray that uh, whatever needs to be put in place to support the people who are nursing these terrible grievances that results in such violence can be put in place, Lord. Be with those families as they grieve, we ask. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, walk among us in our homes and places of work. Protect our families. And we pray particularly today for those who will be leaving our fellowship, moving on into the next step in their lives and Christian journey. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we pray for those engulfed by pain. Bring hope and healing and bless those whose minds think simply and rely on others for basic care. We pray for those known to us in a moment of quiet.
bring your healing to those who need it in body, mind or spirit, particularly those known to us who are still suffering from long COVID. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, gather into your keeping forever all who have left this life trusting in you. We pray too for those approaching death that they may know your love surrounding them across time and eternity. And Father, bring your comfort through your spirit to those who mourn. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, in all our wondering and wandering, we thank you for your patience with us and your understanding of our journey. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now we're going to draw together our prayers in the words of the Lord's Prayer, this time brought to us by Cody and Liat Archer. Please remember them too, because they are still suffering from COVID over there in Israel. Shalom, Ani Liat, and this is Cody. Hi, I am Liat, and this is Cody. And we're here sitting before the Sea of Galilee. In the Golan Heights in Israel. And today we're going to read from the Lord's Prayer. From the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Verses 9 through 13. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us today your da our daily bread. And forgive us our sins. As we forgive those who sin against us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Amen. In fact, let's pray for them now. Father, we give you thanks for the archers and the work that they're doing there in Israel. We are saddened to hear that they are struggling still with COVID and the aftermath, and we pray that you will give them strength and full recovery and restore them to being able to minister to those to whom they're called. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, everyone, we're so thankful that your generosity has continued during this COVID pandemic. And as we are coming out, uh, we are still in need of your generosity, because it's only that generosity that enables us to continue to minister to both the church and our local community. Uh, if you do want to provide a gift or a a one-off gift or a regular gift, then please have a look at our website www.stthomas.co.uk for how this can be done. Um, you may want to be thinking and praying about that giving during our final song, which we're going to go to now, after which we will have a final blessing and prayer. Oh God, my Father, there 
compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, Sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning. New mercies I see, all I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that before our final prayer and blessing uh, I hope you have a great week ahead I think the weather is looking like it might be perking up I think we'd all probably say about time thank you so much for joining us this morning on our live stream service so may the love of the holy family surround you may the joy that was Mary's refresh you may the faithfulness that was Joseph's encourage you and may the peace of the Christ child fill your lives. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Heavenly Father, we share together the blessing of your presence. Give us in this life the knowledge of your truth and in the world to come life everlasting through Jesus Christ our Lord. So friends, go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen.